You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Animal Party is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADPARTY, S-A-D-P-A-R-T-Y, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. That means you must have an invitation. You must be on the VIP list. Well, bring your pets and come to the party, because today we have Darlene Arden here. And I've had her on the show before. You might remember we talked about small dogs with big hearts and how to understand your little dog or the little dog you don't like that lives next door, how to understand it better so maybe it won't yap at you so much and why indeed they yap. And she had so much insight into the little dog perspective and little dog world. It was a phenomenal book, my favorite book on little dogs. And so now we've got her back because she's written a book, a similar vein, exposing and illuminating and educating. But this time, it's not about little dogs. This time, it's about the cat. So it's the complete cat's meow, everything you need to know about caring for your cat. And uh, she'll be on coming up in a minute. I just wanted to say that there were two really good news stories that I saw coming out of Japan. I just wanted to let you know that in one, there was a man shown, pictured, holding a porpoise that's about two feet long, just tiny. If it was standing end to end, it would stand lower than his knee. And he's picking it up and holding it like a baby. And after the tsunami, this porpoise got stranded a few kilometers from the sea in this big rice paddy. And the people who were also stranded and also fleeing and also suffering noticed it and reported it. And to me, this is such an incredible, says so much about those people that they would bother and that the rescuers who normally deal with dogs and cats would try and do something. Now, they tried to encircle the porpoise and it kept getting away from them, getting away from them, getting away from them until one guy just waded in and picked it up and it let him. And so then they rescued it and took it back to the ocean. All the aquariums are destroyed, so there was no other choice, but at least it's back in the ocean. And um, another happy story I saw from the tsunami was a woman pictured in blankets, huddled and cold and really in a, in a shelter where people have gathered who have nothing left. Most of them have lost people. And she kept saying into the camera, I am so happy, I am so happy in English. Because she was standing there and on a long leash next to her was her dog, her collie named May who also got taken away. Their house was blown apart, and the two of them got taken out to sea, and somehow, miraculously, they were reunited. So a couple of nice animal stories from Japan, and just keeping my eyes on that part of the world and hoping for the best for everybody there. And now we're going to talk about cats with Darlene Arden. We're going to get inside the cat mind, the cat body, learn about how to really raise kittens and dispel some myths about cats. This book is different. So let's talk to, about, to Darlene about cats. Welcome to the show, Darlene. Thank you, Deb. It's so nice to be here again. Oh, it's great to have you. So I almost want to test you. I want, almost want to go, ack, 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 and see if you can tell what I mean. Test your cat. Ack, ack, ack would be a hairball coming up. There you go. But what if I did it really, really fast? Clack, 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 clack. What would that be? Well, it depends. If it's really fast chattering, they see a, a 
bird or some of the prey oh, outside. Oh, you are too good. You are too good. You speak cat. You know what? I recently, on my Facebook page, my Deborah Wolf Animal Expert Facebook page, I recently added to my skills. Instead of just saying speaks English, I added cat, dog. I think you got to add cat. You speak cat. You do. You pass I speak cat. Test. I speak dog. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize I could. Uh, that was a choice. I really should do that on Facebook. I, I just right. tried it and it didn't refuse me. So, you know, what? hey, I've spent years learning cat Great and dog. Great idea. Again, I, mean, it, <laughs> I mean, I've said I speak English, American English, Canadian English, and <laughs> British English. Oh, well, there you go. Language oh. skills. So <laughs> multilingual. That's that's funny. exactly multilingual. I can speak English in any country. <laughs> so, Darlene, you're here today not to talk about small dogs and not to talk about Rover. Get off my leg. None of that. You're here today to talk about cats. Meow. So, what are we? What are we getting wrong about cats? I know you, part of this book is to shed some light on some some myths, and and I know most people think it's quite difficult to train a cat. And they think all dogs ought to be trained, but cats, it's impossible. And we don't think that way, do we, Darlene? No, we don't, because cats are very intelligent, and I think they have the, are doing the mental equivalent of sitting at home twiddling their thumbs because they're bored. It's not just enough to have toys for them, and you should, and you should have interactive toys because they want to play with you. But you should also be teaching them things. All the things you teach a dog, you can teach a cat. Like sit, come, shake paw, wave, shake paw, wave. All of that stuff is very easy for cats to learn, and they learn quite quickly. They can also learn quickly to play a little children's piano and (laughs) jump, jump through a hoop and do all kinds of really cute things. Now, the only caveat with teaching cats is that if you show them once that something can be done, they've got it. Right, don't bore them. So feed the cat in the middle of the night. You're going to do that every night. If your cat learns to open up the cabinet doors in the kitchen, lots of luck. You're going to have to buy those (laughs) baby-proof locks for the cat because the cat's going to constantly do it. And you're going to be constantly closing drawers and doors and, you know, looking... This is what I have to tell... This is what I have to tell the standard poodle buyers. I have to explain to them that your dog is going to be able to open everything. So if it does it once, don't reward it and don't laugh because you don't want a dog that can open everything. (laughs) No, they're reinforcing. I remember a standard poodle puppy who was still quite young. I was visiting someone, and the puppy didn't want me to leave, but finally walked me to the door, sat up on his hind legs, and put his paw on the doorknob. He was going to open the door for me. Yeah, no, no. My my raspberry, my standard poodle. When she see when she knows the kids are coming in, she opens the door. She sees us coming through the driveway and through the gate. We close the gate every time because we know she's going to do this. And I mean, mm-hmm. I could deadbolt it. I could deadbolt it with a key if I didn't want her to do this. But she opens the door to greet the kids every day after school. It's pretty funny. That's but, adorable. Uh, <laughs> That's really cute. And as long as you have safety measures in place, it's fine. It's great. From, the kids must know, love it. Well, from the other side, it looks like there's a ghost. You know, the doorknob turns and then the doorknob <laughs> opens. Oh, and the then it's not going to haunted house. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> so, okay, well, let's get back to cats. So, cats, you think, and I think your book tells, talks about this, you think they're easier to train than dogs? Is that right? Oh, absolutely. I train my cat without even really trying. 
not the way I would have with a dog. I taught her to weave and to spin just while I was playing with her. And it was easy. She had fun. I had fun. To this day, she'll still do some of those things that I just did just for the fun of it. And I didn't have time when I brought her home to do a lot of training. And it's so, so when you how see intelligent. So when people see something cute that they like, assign a word to it and reward it. And that's all exactly. it is, right? That's it. It's so simple. That's it. You can either use a clicker or Amy, is my cat, is basically motivated by affection. I tell people she's me-motivated. She <laughs> doesn't care about anything but pleasing me. Oh, so that's I like a retriever. Do... You got a retriever cat. That's nice. Oh, in fact, she used to love to play fetch until my mother died, and then she stopped playing. Aww. And she still plays other games and loves interactive toys. It amazes me how people have this horrible misconception that's been passed down through the ages that cats are loners. Okay, well, you know what, Darlene? We have to go to break. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that one. Cats are not loners. And we're going to explain why. In case you think your cat is a loner and you're sitting there going, well, my cat hates other cats. My cat, da, 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 da. Okay, well, we're going to explain why that's not true when we come back after the break. So hang in there to Animal Party. You're partying with Darlene Arden and Deborah Wolf here at Animal Party at Pet Life Radio. Because the best is yet to come. Stick around. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code PARTY10, P-A-R-T-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's 7-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code LUCKYS20 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word L-U-C-K-Y-S and the number 20. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, I'm Angelina. Join me for some great training tips to live a happy, healthy, peaceful life together with your best friend. And by the way, they're not the only ones that learn something new. Join me for Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
inside the VIP room with the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Hello. We're back at the party, Animal Party. Welcome back to the party. You think your cat's a loner? Well, Darlene Arden's here to tell you that's not true. Mm-mm, you're wrong. Okay, Darlene, let him have it. Okay, here's the deal. Cats are solitary hunters, but they're not solitary creatures. They would much rather, if they're with other cats, that's their clowder. A group of cats is a clowder, not chowder. I'm from New England. Clowder, C-L-O-W-D-E-R. What about and colony? Isn't, aren't they also called a colony? You can, there is also a colony of cats. Usually those are ferals. But you'll discover that their cats, when they get together, will hunt alone. But they'll sleep piled up on top of each other. Now, if you have a cat at home, you've probably noticed at some point that your cat is either next to you or sleeping on top of you. It was a wonderful cartoon, I forget whose it was, where the cat was sleeping on top of someone Two other people were watching, and one said to the other, I see he's enlisted a new recruit. This is so typical of cats. They want to be with you. Why is it when you're reading, the cat is on top of your book or your newspaper? Or oh, when you're your the laptop. Computer, the cat's on the keyboard. Yes, on the keyboard. This is your cat soliciting affection and attention. In they the in-tray, always in the in-tray, never in the out-tray on your office desk. That's not accidental. Well put. That's exactly right. <laughs> Also, people tend to think that they're independent because they can. They go to the litter box, they're extremely clean, they feed themselves when they're hungry, so they will go away for the weekend and leave them alone. Cats are lonely, never mind fire hazard, but cats are lonely, they want their people. This well, what if there's two cats? What if the people are saying, well, yeah, but I have two cats? Are they less lonely then? They're less lonely, but they still want their people. Okay. They want you to so, so if you're going away... So if you're going away, you should have a cat. Okay, and you know, when I tell people about getting sitters, make sure it shouldn't be someone you love. It should be someone your cat loves. So this may not be your best friend. Audition people. Let the cat audition people and get to know them before you leave. Because cats don't like change very much. Yes, you can board a cat, but they're much happier at home. Well, and the so other thing can, about it is that if, if it's your best friend or your sister, or your next-door neighbor, but they hate cats or they're allergic to cats or they think this is the biggest pain in the butt and you've already asked them too many favors, they're not, not very good for your cat. Your cat would prefer you pick, you know, the babysitter you only have once in a while who adores your cat, who goes all baby-talking mm-hmm. when she sees him, you know, and he comes out to her and, and she brushes him and, okay, pick that person. Pick someone your cat would pick. Exactly. Audition your pet sitters. I mean, if your cat loves your neighbor and you can exchange favors, that's great. But mm-hmm. if the cat isn't happy, nobody's going to be happy. And you you really can't trust that that person is going to do everything you want them to do while you're away. You also need somebody who's going to be responsible enough that if, heaven forbid, your cat gets sick, they're going to run them to the veterinarian, you know, and... This is something you need to have set in place. Anybody can have an emergency at any time. What if, God forbid, your house catches fire while you're away and your your cat's alone? Your cat's dead. Yes, you can have one of those signs, and you should on the window, to say that there's a pet inside. But if someone is there, they can get the cat out. 
And you should have a carrier for every pet that you've got. You should have some kind of box or crate or carrier that actually closes with a door so that in an emergency, you can do something about it. Know where it is. Absolutely. If it's and time. you should have an, an emergency kit set up, uh, a first aid kit in case of any emergency. So does and your you book walk always, us through all this stuff as well as the I'll behavior problems and all the myths? this plus behavior plus training plus all of the problems and how to avoid them and how to fix them, litter box issues, scratching issues, uh. ankle attacks, everything that you can possibly think of. And then I burst myths along the way about cats, and most of the photo captions are cat trivia. I had so much fun pouring everything I love cat book. trivia. I love cat trivia. It'll give me loads of teasers for the radio. I love going oh, in and lots show of stuff teasers. that you're going to like. Plus, it's the first time a cat book has gone, a general cat book has gone to responsible breeders and asked them how they raise their kittens. Well, that's something because most people don't even think about it. They just, they just provide food, water, and litter, and they let their cats grow up without interacting with them at all without really appreciating how much fun it can be to have a kitten. So when we come back, we're going to have to go to break again, but when we come back, I'm going to ask you, well, first I'm going to ask you, let's see, some of these problems you deal with in the book. We'll get to the most interesting ones. And I also want to ask you about hugging because I think people hug animals, especially animals they don't know, way too much. And then they think, oh, the cat's aloof. The cat wants to be a loner because it wouldn't let me hug it. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about that. And I'm also going to ask you, I've got two emails for you. One from someone, and I hate to tell you this, but they signed their email, Farty Cat, so you can guess what it's about. And the the other is about someone who's moving, and they've got senior cats. And so I'm hoping you're covering senior cats in this book. We'll be back after the break to find out. Okay, everybody, stay tuned to the party. We'll be talking about the farty cat next. Don't leave this party before it's over because the best is yet to come. Only losers leave the party early anyway. Party on. Back in a few. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash party, P-A-R-T-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code ANIMAL, A-N-I-M-A-L, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. 
For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of InvoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Live Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. You're, you're, you're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Hello. Welcome back to Animal Party with Deb Wolf and Darlene Arden. And we're talking about her new book, The Complete Cat's Meow. Meow. And it's, uh, it's covering everything. Behavior problems, basics about raising a kitten in cats, Myths dispelled, and let's tackle one of them right now. Okay, I see this all the time. I see people going, running into a home, seeing a cat, calling it, running over to it, and trying to hug it. And for a cat, that's just rude and aggressive and uncomfortable, awkward. It's a social faux pas, wouldn't you say? What's going on? What does a cat think when you try to hug it? Oh, the cat thinks you're trying to capture it. I mean, it's just be feeling smothered and captured and not captivated at all, but <laughs> thoroughly annoyed at you for being so rude and so impolite and trapping it. They don't like that. What cats really like is to make the first approach. In cat language, that's polite. So that's why the person who doesn't like cats is the one who ends up with all the cats all over them in a the house. It's not the cat's he has a warped sense of humor. It's that the cat says there's somebody who has manners. Right. So if you want to greet a cat properly, put your forefinger out and down and let the cat come over and sniff because cats greet each other nose to nose. Since we're not going to stick our nose down there for the cat to, well, I'm not. I don't know about you, but I'm not crawling around the floor doing that. They understand the finger out as a welcoming gesture. Here you can see what I'm about. Cats are so wonderful and so affectionate, it's on their terms. They will decide when they want to approach you. You won't decide. So don't pay attention. Look away. Uh, when the cat comes over, you can put your hand down, put your finger out, let them sniff. You'll have the cat in your lap before you know it. But mm -hmm. it's not going to be as rapid as it would be with the dog who comes up and says, Hi, I don't know you. You want to pet me? The well, the dog's looks, also doing a surveillance check when he does that. He's like, Where's the new, who is this new person? Does this person have good intent? Should I be, what does this person smell like? Does this person fe smell like fear, anger, alcohol? I mean, the dog's doing a whole security check. Exactly. That's different. And, and that's what the cat is there for. He's basically there to be your guardian. The dog, you mean, there's yes. There's a sentry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The dog is there as a sentry. The cat is there. The cat can be a pretty darn good sentry, and they can also tell you if the house is on fire. Plenty of cats have done that. 
But oh, there's one recently the- that saved a family on Vancouver Island from, uh, from a house fire. So it happens. People don't believe it, but it happens. Cats can care enough to actually put themselves in danger and to try hard enough to wake a whole family to get them out of danger when the house is on fire and the cat could easily escape. So that happens. I know people that think cats happen. just don't cats care. Are but very loving. Yeah, cats adore so- their families. So in this book, you go through a lot of the problems people face. Can you give us an idea? So people listening, if they've got a cat problem, they think, oh, yeah, well, that's just my cat. He's the kind of cat who scratches. He's the kind of cat who, you know, and they've got their problem and they think they're stuck with it. What, what are you going to tackle? With it, and they don't have to put, you know, remove the cat from the house. Very simple things. Most people worry about litter box issues. And the first thing they do is send the cat to the shelter. Litter box issues are very easy to resolve for the most part. Some take a little bit longer, but most of them are quite quickly resolved. First, The first thing you have to do when you think you have a problem is take your cat to the veterinarian to make sure there isn't an underlying health problem. Once the cat has, you know, because it could be a urinary tract infection. Yeah, you're almost hoping for that, though. In a way, you're almost hoping for that, because if it is an underlying sure, health problem, easy, you get the pills, the the bladder infection's gone, and bingo, presto, you don't waste a lot of time and effort trying to solve a psychological problem that really actually was a bladder infection. So, done. That's good. But if it isn't... <laughs> no, if it isn't, and I, as a behavior consultant, I have people coming to me and saying they have a horrible time with their cats using the litter box. Oh, really? Well, the first thing I do is send them for the health check, and if the cat's healthy, then we start to go over how their house is set up. Right. How many litter boxes do you have? You'd be amazed at people who have multiple cats in one litter box. Yeah, and that's just not right. You know, people think that cats will be like dogs and communally use bathrooms but fight over food, and that's not right. Cats actually will fight over the bathroom. They don't like to share, and they don't like to do it together, and the dominant cat will be the lord of the litter box, and you get all kinds of problems. And they'll guard it. Yeah, they keep everybody else out. It's like a giant stadium when you have to line up down the block to use the ladies' room, and you, you just, yeah, you just wish there was some other option. And what if there was a bully in the lineup, not letting you even use the ladies' room? I mean, you gotta find another option. It's nasty. So they gotta have more litter boxes. I see that. That's a great help for people. What else are you the, covering in this the book? The rule of thumb with litter boxes is one for each cat and one for the house. And okay. if you have multiple cats, be sure your litter boxes are uncovered because if another cat comes along to use that litter box, the, litter, the cat that's already in there needs an escape route and it can't jump out of a covered box. He's no. kind of trapped in there. He has to be able to go out the other side. And don't put all your litter boxes together. Spread them out in different areas. Don't feed your cat near the litter box. Nobody wants to eat in the bathroom. So food and water should be kept separate. Well, the other thing people do is they put them in noisy places, like beside the furnace or the dryer. And then if the cat gets freaked out once, you may not want to go back there. So you got to think about where... Absolutely. Or if the cat has been straining in the litter box and has a health problem, he may decide to associate the litter box with that. Also, cats are fastidious. They need a clean litter box, but be prepared to scoop once or twice a day. That's if you have one cat. If you have more than one cat, you've got to scoop more than that, really. Oh, a lot more than that. <laughs> but you have to do it. Nobody wants to use a dirty bathroom. It's like having to go and there's no place but the gas station with the filthy restroom. You don't want to go in there. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so we've got another email here. Now, this is the <laughs> this is the farty cat email. What she says is her cat is a calico female. Doesn't say the name. Let's call it Callie. So Callie likes to sit high up, perch really high up on things like the bookcase, and then contort herself almost like yoga positions. It's a very long email, so I'm paraphrasing. So she can lick herself, and it's quite a display. It's rude. It's very graphic. She contorts herself so she can get at all her parts, and then she licks and licks and licks and licks and licks and simultaneously is gassy. So they want to know, they've taken her to the vet, there's nothing wrong with her, she's had all her shots, everything's good, she doesn't have worms or anything like that, but she does this a couple times a day, when, when the lady's working in her office, the cat goes up to the high perch and just yoga farts away, and they want to know, can First they of all, the position this? she's in, they all do, because they clean themselves, they're fastidiously clean about that as well. So, <laughs> don't look, I mean, give her privacy, if it bothers you, maybe it bothers her too, don't look. As far as the expelling of gas, let me put that politely, is concerned, she's either eating her food too fast or there's something in the food that's disagreeing with her. So change slowly to another diet, a high-quality diet. Because for me, I have a lot of cats, and I don't recall, I mean, maybe once or twice in all these years that I've heard a cat pass wind. Like, it's really not, maybe when they're in the litter box, you hear it. But I, I rarely, rarely, this is odd to me. This is not nice well, yoga. It does happen. <laughs> I mean, it, I've been around cats who've done it, and it's not exactly pleasant. It will clear a room. She uh, says it's loud. She says it's really loud, prolonged, sort of like a balloon being let out, you know, over and over and over again. No. And it can go for over a half hour, she says. I mean, this is not good. This is oh, a no, party that's really a pro- That's really a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I've never had heard one do that. And so she should change the food, maybe. For entertainment. Uh, no, no, I think she should look at changing the food. So let's give her that advice that probably there's something going on with the food. There's something if, going on with the food, with the diet. There's something in that diet that she, the cat is allergic to or is setting this off, setting off gas. And, I mean, you know, everybody finds something in their food that they can't tolerate. Well, that's right. true of the cat, too. So I think she needs to look at that diet, talk with the veterinarian about it, and see what the likely culprit is, and then find a diet that doesn't have that and slowly change the cat from what she's eating now that's causing the problem to a new diet that will be, well, I don't think they'll market it as a fart-free diet, but I think... <laughs> they should. <laughs> they okay. should. I mean, it would pretty much tell the story right yeah. there. Yeah, they'd sell but, out. But that's a dietary problem. Okay, now counter surfing. Cats who jump up on the counter, I know you don't want to spraying them with spray bottles of water, but most people, that's what they think you have to do. And then there's the other people, the people I see, who kiss and cuddle and say, no, no, kitty, get off the counter. And, okay, the cat just comes up again. Now, I'm kind of, of caught in a bind they're here. reinforcing the cat for, for doing the wrong thing. The so what's the right way? What's the, the right, right way to way. get your cats off the counter? If they're coming up there for attention or to check out what's up there or rudeness, you know, if you perhaps leave the milk container for a moment as you're pouring cream for coffee or something, bam, they're up there to check that out in there with it on their whiskers like, rude, rude. What do you do? What you do is you train them to come to you off. Use the word off. And you reward them for getting off the counter, not kiss them while they're on the counter because you're rewarding them for being where you don't want them to be. 
do you need to reward them for good behavior? And getting up on the counters is not considered good behavior. When some people don't mind it, but my feeling is with countertop ranges, your cat can get burned. They put a paw in the wrong place. That's dangerous to the cat. So you want to train your cat to stay off the counters. Some people use double-sided tape because it's sticky. Other people use aluminum foil because they don't like the feel of it or the sound of it. It's slightly aversive. My feeling is you can do anything with training. Once you've started training your cat from day one and using clicker training, operant conditioning, or any reward-based behavior training, anything positive, your cat will, the cat's naturally curious. And the younger it is, you know, the more you're going to find it up the drape, swinging from the lampshades, uh, tap dancing on top of your refrigerator. This is why some of us prefer to adopt older cats instead of kittens. My rule of thumb is if I'm too old to reproduce, I probably shouldn't have an infant of any species. But that's just my personal belief. So you'll find that even adapting an older cat to your house, it's new house, new rules. So that won't be difficult at all. It just takes time, patience, and consistency, and cats learn quickly. So if something's more interesting and better on the floor, they're there. I just want to know, before we get to our last email, Darlene, what uh, behavioral problems does this book cover? Well, aside from litter box issues, which we've discussed, and marking territory and house soiling, which kind of goes along with it and yet doesn't, okay. uh, we have destructive scratching, mm-hmm. ankle attacks. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's kitten stuff. Intercat aggression, okay. the importance of interactive play, the baby myth, all of those things that, that drive people crazy, getting up on counters, scratching at inappropriate places, not just attacking your ankle but attacking your furniture. All of these things are so common and so easily resolved, and it's the same few issues that I've just named that come up over and over again, and they so, can be resolved. You know, I notice most of the time when I pick up a book about dogs or cats, I'm usually disappointed to see that there's nothing in there about when the cat's older, when the dog's older. It's all about puppies and kittens, and I know your book covers what to do with a kitten and what to really do with a kitten, but it's, um, it strikes me that half the cat or dog's life is spent more like an older animal than a younger animal, and it's usually never covered. So well, we've got an email a lot here. Of middle age with cats, and yes, I do cover senior cats because those are our treasures. You know, there are things that happen to seniors, and usually it's attributed to old age, and there may be a health problem going on. So I strongly urge owners to get a wellness checkup, take your cat to the veterinarian and see what may be happening. It may be arthritis. It may be something else. Why isn't your cat getting up as well as he used to? Well, sure, it could be old age. There could be another something going on. And before you make that decision on your own, it's important to find out exactly what it could be. We have an email, Darlene, from some people with some senior cats, two senior cats, love no problems at all, but they're about to move. And they want to know, oh. how can they make moving easier on their older cats? All cats hate change. Okay. And the only ones who, who really tolerate it are show cats who are, you know, off Conditioned the to it. Or yeah, it's their is, norm. Their norm is to, it's their norm. Also, there are some people who travel with their cats all the time because that's their lifestyle, and it's the norm for that cat. 
it doesn't mean the cat wouldn't be a lot happier in one home. The best thing that you can do is start setting up your new home for your cat. Don't bring the cat in until things are set up. You don't want everything in an uproar because that's going to upset the cat even more. Confine the cats to one room at first, and especially if furniture is still coming in. You don't want the cats inadvertently escaping, being frightened. Be sure you have litter box, scratching post, food and water set up. Bring some things over that belong to them so the scent is familiar. If you can get, if your cats respond to catnip, and cats with the catnip gene respond to catnip, you can get a spray-on catnip to put on the scratching post. You can also get a feel-away spray. People argue, well, this does work. Oh, this doesn't work. You won't know until you try it. Oh, it I'll tell you, it works. In. It works great. It works so well that I've had a couple accidents with this stuff that I'll tell you about in a second. But you go ahead and tell them about this stuff. Plug in this. It's a pheromone spray, and it calms the cat down. And this way, they'll be more settled. Be sure there's plenty of stuff around that smells like you and smells like the cats, things that are familiar. And give them some time to get used to their new space. And gradually, as things calm down, you can let them out to explore the house. But please, not while the furniture movers are there. It's going to be enough strange stuff without panicking the cat and having them dash out the door, and then you've got a real problem. Well, I want to talk about this pheromone stuff because it's, it's kind of high-tech, and, and at the same time, it's really primitive. It's like about 20 years ago, they came out with this perfume women could wear that was like female pheromone, and it was said if you wore this, you'd attract men from all over the place, and I mean, I think it's probably dangerous. I don't know why any woman would want it because it would be indiscriminate and in constant attraction of every male. <laughs> but the pheromone diffuser they've got going now for cats is actually a sort of a happy, calm cat formula. And it's what a happy, calm cat smells like. And so when you stick it in your, in your wall plug and it diffuses into the air, a human just smells something pleasant, minor, most people wouldn't even notice it. I smell it. But it's pleasant. It's fresh. And what it does for the cats is it just it calms them right down. Whatever stress they're feeling, it just calms them down. Now, I've had a couple accidents with this stuff. The first time I bought it, I put it in upside down. And it was diffusing like crazy. And my cats, we figured it out because my cats... My cats were nuts. They were like on ecstasy. They were throwing themselves in our path to get love. They were licking each other, and they were in big globs of groups of cats doing these collective grooming sessions. I mean, it was so funny. And the, the biggest thing was the way they were throwing themselves at us. And it was just like they just, yeah. So we figured it out. We changed it around. And then about two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, I went to buy a refill for this thing. And I didn't check properly that the pet store had sold me one that, you know, was intact and sealed and secure. I didn't check. I just put it in my bag. And it was open a little bit. So it leaked a little bit in my bag. Not very much. Got it home. I didn't think to return it. It was hardly anything. So I plug it in and I'm not worrying about it. And now I'm noticing everywhere I go. I've got this doggy purse with dogs all over it. And everywhere I go, cats that I don't even know are there. You know, if I sit outside at a Starbucks and I put my purse down, there's a cat. Like, they're just coming out of nowhere to sniff my bag. So, it totally works. This stuff works. It really does. It's, it's really... Well, the nice thing that they have that you can use even while you're moving your cats is that they now make a wipe with the pheromone in it so that you can wipe the inside of the carrier, and that will help a lot. And put in a familiar toy or two. 
preferably a catnip toy if they respond to it because you want to make them calm and mellow and that doesn't just arouse, it also makes them happy and you want them to be happy. You know, I know in your book it talks about how babies and cats are a great combination and there's nothing to fear and all those old wives' tales are just hooey. But I do have an email that I got almost a month ago, so I probably should be answering it. And I'm glad I've got you on the radio because I like to, when I get a cat question or a dog question, if I can, and there's another trainer on too, it's great to to bounce it off and and deal with it. Now this one, it's an eight- or nine-year-old cat was rescued a few years ago before the people had children. Now the people have children one that's almost as old as the cat, and one that's quite young. And the youngest of the children does not do anything nasty to the cat. They tell me she loves cats, and she's quite scared of this particular cat, so there's no interaction with her and this cat. But the cat will bully her. It will block her path on the stairs, and if she tries to get by, it'll scratch her and actually leave marks on it, on the little girl. So they want to know what they should do. They've never had a problem with a cat hurting their children before, and it's getting, you know, it's been going on a few months now. And normally they intervene and they... Um, they put the cat in a room by itself, scold it, and then let it out later. But they don't know if that's the right thing to do. No, th- good things should happen for for the cat when the child is present. It's a sibling rivalry. They have to remember that their first responsibility is to the child to protect the child. They also have to protect the cat from the child. If this does not work, and I highly recommend trying this first, see if Rewarding only rewarding the cat with something special and good that it gets at no other time except when that child is present. The cat should quickly make the association, I better be nice to this thing because I'm getting something good when this two-legged sibling shows up. If Could the child work, offer that? Could the child with the parent provide the treat? Could the child be the one to give the treat? If the child is old enough, yes. And basically, cats don't take things from your hand, so the child would just be putting it down for the cat. Okay. And that's an excellent idea, definitely, as long as it's safely done. The parents need to supervise 24-7 because this is Yes, and the timing is key. It can't be that the cat does something nasty to the child or intimidates the child and then you give it the treat. It has to be, there's nothing going on negative at all. You get the cat's attention, the child gives the cat the treat with you standing there. It has to be rewarded for being nice, not for being a bully. So what do they do if they catch it being a bully? Well, like if the kid's trying to get up to the bathroom or come back downstairs and she calls and says, you know, the cat won't let me by, can someone, and usually the grown-ups go move the cat and then the kid comes down. What else could they do? Instead of that, what they should do is that they need to teach the child not to be afraid of the cat because the cat is sensing this to begin with. And they need to get the child involved interactively with the cat in positive ways to retrain. As I said, it's sibling rivalry. Nothing good should ever happen with this child and this cat. Nothing should, should happen that isn't rewarded. If, okay. if this is a bad behavior, cat doesn't get a reward. If it's a good behavior, cat gets a reward, and it should be a high-value uh, treat, something the cat gets at no other time, something the cat really likes. Now, now when they catch the cat doing this, right, the kid's trying to come downstairs, until they've taught them to love each other, and there's a couple more moments where this happens, should they shake a can of pennies, or should they do something to show the cat that you can't intimidate children, you can't block their path, you can't lash out? No, at that's them? going to make it worse. Anytime you make do something aggressive with an animal... What you do is make it worse. 
So should they just go upstairs, grab the child by the hand and escort her down and just ignore the cat completely? I would ignore the cat completely, uh, completely ignore bad behavior. Okay. Escort the child down so the cat sees that there is, you know, the the child has the protection and the positive reinforcement. The cat isn't getting it. You have and not getting the attention to Right, the cat's misbehaving, so the, the kid's getting extra attention. The cat isn't, but I think you're right. They've got to they've got to mend their relationship so they don't have this issue. So you think it's otherwise rivalry. they're That's going really to have to rehome either the child or the cat. You know, I mean, they're going to have a choice. Well, why because why do you think the cat didn't react to the first child? Why is the cat reacting to the baby? That's an excellent question, and since I'm not in the house to see it, I don't know what the baby was doing that the cat found aversive. Right, it so it could have begun with... The cat was getting something. more attention because it's the baby. Yeah. It could be that, you know, the, the older child was interacting more with the cat and was more fun, but look, that cat's taking the attention... That, uh, that child's taking the attention away from me. The problem is is that it is the baby, so the introduction wasn't done properly. Well, I don't think, because there'd been no problem with the first child, I don't think they would have, I mean, I wouldn't have anticipated a problem with the second child if there was, you know, like it sort of came out of the blue, I think, and it's only recent. The kid's six years old, and it's only started in the last year. So I think you're more on to maybe the child was trying to dress it up, trying to brush it, maybe there was something, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It could have been that it was playing dollies with it or something the cat just didn't think was quite... It was up exactly. for. <laughs> and if you're not supervising and you don't see, I mean, if you think this is cute, cat, you know, the kid dressing up the cat. Right. The cat may not think it's so cute. Yeah, some cats I mean, like it, some cats don't. Pulled, and before the age of seven, children don't understand that they can inflict pain. Mm-hmm. If you hurt the cat, the cat's not going to like you very much. Even if it's so, by accident, that's right. The cat, the child. Even, is- if, even if it's an accident, it doesn't matter how it happens, the cat remembers. Cats do not forget. So they need to do a lot of supervision, and they need to do a lot of retraining of this child around the cat. Here's how. So you okay, that Here's sounds great. Do. That sounds great, and your book will help them with that. And where can they get it? I guess they can get it at Amazon and in bookstores. They Is it available get it at any bookstore at Amazon? In fact, it's in earlier. It was not supposed to be released until April fifth, but I understand it's shipping now. So people who pre-ordered are already getting their copies. Now, I had a piece put out recently, and I know Mark from Pet Life Radio wants me to brag about it a little bit because I did a full interview, episode 30 on his show, is a full interview with Charlie Crosby from Noah's Wish. And Noah's Wish, they're the people who go in when there's a hurricane or a flood or an earthquake, and they save the animals. When you can't get home because you're on the other side of a police banner and you're not allowed home or you've been forced to evacuate and your pets are on the other side, they go in and take care of them. So I did an article on them, and it got published in, AOL Paw Nation. You can look it up. It's called When Disaster Strikes. And if you want, go to episode 30 and you can hear the full interview. But it's connected me a lot when, by doing this with some of the social media. And I know, Darlene, you're very connected. So if people want to hear more about dogs and cats and training them and great quotes I notice you put on and amazing photographs you put on. Um, where can they go to look for you? You've got Facebook going and Red Room. I have Facebook and Red Room and Twitter. Um, and it's all under LinkedIn. Darlene Arden, is it? It's all under Darlene Arden. My uh, fan page on uh, Facebook is Darlene Arden Author. Uh, my 
Twitter handle is PetExpert, P-E-T-X-P-E-R-T. And basically, they can find me anywhere. And I'm at theredroom.com. And then just look under authors. And we're all alphabetical. So it would be A for Arden. And, and W for Wolf. If you're, wait a minute, wait a minute. While you're on Red Room, if you're looking through the index for A for Arden, don't forget to look for W for Wolf. That's W me. for Wolf because it's <laughs> there too. Absolutely. Yeah. Come visit us. Well, Darlene's um, dragged me out of the dark ages and into the social media. It's Darlene that's motivated me to join Facebook and Twitter. So I'm Animal Deb on Twitter and Deborah Wolf Pet Expert on Facebook. And I'm trying to catch up with all this, but I do post puppy pics, including newborn puppy pictures and eagles and manatee, all kinds of wildlife photos I take personally, plus my favorites off the Internet. So if you go to DebraWolfOnline.com, you can see all of that, and you can subscribe for free and then get free radio and free blogs and newsletters and no advertising, nothing like that, just, just pet stuff, just animal stuff. So, okay, so let's get back to this. You can get her book in stores now. You can find out all about understanding your cat better, solving your behavioral problems. You can learn about kittens, older cats. You can figure out everything you basically need to know. And so if you've got a cat that does something that bugs you and you figure, well, too bad, that's this cat. I'm resigned to having an aloof cat. I'm resigned to having a cat who hates visitors. I'm resigned to having a cat who won't use the litter box properly or who's a finicky eater or anything like that. This book's for you, right, Darlene? Absolutely. It's also for shelter volunteers and for fosters because there's a great section on how breeders raise their cats properly. And so applying these same techniques, you can give any kitten a fabulous start in life to become a wonderful companion. Well, thank you very much, Darlene. Thank you. And people can also visit me at www.darlenearden.com. There you go. And okay, there's well, articles up there and all sorts of stuff. And my dog books are there, too. So if, if you're canine-centered, then that may be the place you want to go look. All right. Well, thank you, very, thank you, Darlene. Okay, everybody. Thank you, we had Darlene Arden at the party, and this time she did not bring little dogs. There were no chihuahuas. There was no yapping, no barking, no fence running. It was cats. They were all over the studio purring and... Oh, and one thing we should say is your book tells how to keep cats active. You know, people don't think of cats and agility going together, and that's because they've never Googled it. If you Google cat and agility, you will see some amazing things. People do things with little cardboard boxes and homemade courses in their homes and shelves they put up six inches from the ceiling all around the room. And also, there's stuff, free plans online for making your own cat agility stuff because there's no animal as agile as a cat. And no animal loves and to do agility course as much as a cat once they learn how. And they can compete in agility, which is really neat. Yeah, it's amazing to watch. Just check it out. Google it and check it out. It's so cool. Okay, everybody. Until next time, from Animal Party, Deborah Wolf and Darlene Arden. Be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.